Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Kevin. It's Kevin. It's Kevin. It's Kevin. It's Kevin. I mean, like, who else could it be? It's me. It's Kevin. I'm, I'm, I'm here. Okay, I don't know what that was, but what I do know is that I just got done recording a, another dope episode of KL Experience. So yeah, for today's episode, I had a chance to, to interview my boy, Razak Manley, who is a incredible photographer, kind of specializes in fashion and modeling. His content is just amazing. I've been, you know, following this guy for several years and just seeing the level of growth that he's had over the years is super inspiring. As a fellow engineer, seeing someone that is doing something different than what they went to school for and is passionate about it and just kind of honing in on that craft is incredibly motivating for people who are trying to get into that space. The first thing I wanted to kind of chat with you about is uh, I remember years ago when you and I were in AC for some event and I was just really interested around that time. You know, I, I've, of course, I've seen a lot of the, the photography work that you've been doing at that time. And I was just very much um, utterly impressed with it of, of how professional it looked. And I, you know, I didn't have a clear indication of like whether this was um, you know, your, your, your primary source of income and like all these different things were kind of, I was like, wow, he looks like he's having a great time. He's doing an amazing job with it. And I remember you mentioning to me about that, that field is one where you, you have to work really, really hard as a photographer in order to say that, yes, I'm a photographer and yes, this is my main source of income. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like, let's say a chef, right. Mm -hmm. Um, you can be really good at cooking and just be a regular person. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of people with, everybody has uh, a stove, you know, mm -hmm. everybody cooks every day. A lot of people now, everybody has a camera, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. even if it's just your iPhone. So like, um, it's relatively easy to get decent at taking pictures. Mm. Uh, so the, the barrier for entry for photography has totally changed since um since like digital basically mm -hmm. like since like cameras you could go to best buy and get a camera for five hundred dollars like it's not it's not a big deal and iphones alone like people there's a lot of iphone photographers who mm -hmm. you know have a hundred thousand followers on instagram or whatever the case may be mm -hmm. um so uh it really takes a lot more than just being good at taking photos of random things mm -hmm. um whereas like so like uh being a headshot let's say taking headshots right it it's harder to do that because you have to know how to like people um and you have to know how to get expressions from people so like taking a good photo is one thing you can do that as like on your own like you can take landscape photos you can take random pictures at events and stuff like that mm -hmm. and that's pretty easy to do like you can it's easier to get good at because there's no um expectation from anybody mm. uh but once you start getting clients in then you like kind of have more like i have an hour to make sure that they got what they needed from this session let's rewind a little bit and i guess uh -huh. the first thing you're an engineer yes as am i and both of us right now are are working, um, you, you're working in, in your field, I would say, right? Or what do you yeah. do professionally again? I'm a civil engineer, so I do roadway design right now. Okay, right. So 
you're do you're a civil engineer. I'm an electrical engineer who used to work in this field. Now, you know, I'm, I'm a math teacher now. Uh, and we both are doing something that we are passionate about and have plans and have goals and plans to kind of continue to hone our craft and are putting in right the necessary work and effort and all that stuff that's required in order to in order to stand out. So my first question kind of bringing this back for you i want to know like when did you get into photography it's been a while in terms of so like i just bought a camera at first mm. uh to take pictures of like parties and stuff like that and the funny thing is like i never brought it anywhere with me mm. <laughs> because um, what? it was too big or you just forgot just forgot about it just like mm. i'm not outgoing so um I feel like taking pictures, you you kind of have to be a little bit outgoing to do okay. that. Yeah. Um. So that like, so I had the camera and never really used it besides maybe like family events and stuff like that. Like, even though we'd go to a bunch of parties, I never use it for what I intended to use it for. Mm. Um. And then I, I don't really know what happened, but at some point, like, I just, you know, you watch enough videos on how to try to get better at it mm. I mean, it starts to like snowball in, in terms of like you wanting to take it serious serious enough to get better and to take better pictures mm -hmm. um, in a in the beginning that was more so uh taking landscape photos and stuff like that because of the shyness or whatever mm -hmm. um so i got pretty good at that but then uh at one point i want to say in like 2017 no yeah 2017 or 2018 well 2018 2017 going into 2018 in 2018 i was like all right i'm either gonna like kind of take this more seriously and see where it can go mm -hmm. or just like put it on the back burner because like my son my first son was just born mm -hmm. i was like this is gonna like this takes a decent amount of my time up. Mm -hmm. like is it something that's worth my time right right um, right so um there's kind of like these like 365 day projects that people do where like you take a photo a day type thing mm. so my goal was to do uh 100 faces that year like shoot 100 people mm. um so I, that was like all right, if I do this and if I one, this will give me enough practice to be better at photography. Mm -hmm. um, if I don't do it, that'll mean like I don't really want to do this that that much. Sure. Uh, by the end of that year, I probably shot like 200 people. Mm -hmm. um, so like it went really well. I got like way better throughout the year. And then like it's been snowballing since then. Wow. That is that's incredible, man. I mean, it's just a really great feeling for me whenever I see anyone who's either close to me, specifically people close to me who are doing something um, that they enjoy doing and that are that are great at it. That's like that's super dope. Yeah, man. It's super dope. And it's it's inspiring, too. That's the other thing. Right. So when you see when you see people that are that are doing their thing and, you know, that that are really honing their craft and seeing that level of progression. Uh, for someone like myself who just started earlier this year, you know, there's been, you know, you and and a few others of people who I've kind of looked at right from afar and said, hey, look, like I love what's going on. I love like the 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 attention to detail and all the things that are kind of that seem like they're going into making this 
package just looks so good. And that type of stuff certainly and definitely did inspire me to kind of to kind of move forward with some of these at the time ideas that I had, you know? Mm-hmm. I think one thing like that us as as engineers, as older individuals is like who have been in corporate America or like, you know, in in major companies for a while is that mm-hmm. we kind of understand the um, the level of detail that we would give in our normal jobs. Mm. Uh, so I think that for me has like always been the professionalism that I would want to bring to photography. Like it's always, it's like when I decided to take it as a job, like that just transferred over, um, mm-hmm. to like, and then like, I'm also looking at, uh, the higher level photographers and the way they teach courses and the way they, um go about the business of the studio and everything like that the professionalism the fashion like on a fashion shoot like this is how they talk and everything like that mm-hmm. um which is the same as i would do on my job as an engineer so yeah. like taking that over to photography just like is what it came uh naturally i guess um and i'm like that's the same thing you're doing so like i took it that way whereas if I had started this as like 18 or 22, I would have never had that knowledge Mm -hmm. um, to do that. Uh, So I would have had to learn it from another photographer. It would have probably taken a longer time or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, You hit a really, really good point. Something I I wanted to actually talk about is like thinking about our engineering degrees and, you know, knowing what it took to, to get through that curriculum and to come out the other side and be successful. Um, you know, in terms of getting the degree, I've often thought about um, not just the like from my end and your end, there's certainly technical aspects of, of what we're doing. You know, we talked, you and I were texting a while ago about um, aperture and all these terms that I'm just like, I'm trying to wrap my brain around just so I can get the basics. So I can kind of, you know, kind of get the ball rolling a little bit. But in addition to the the technical aspects that are helping us um, do things like connect your camera to your computer so that you can have a zoom session that looks like things like that that the ordinary person who doesn't have a technical background wouldn't necessarily wouldn't necessarily understand that stuff is definitely helpful but i i think what's fascinating is the others the other side which is to say the the character building that studying engineering allowed for us to kind of experience to say oh man no matter what, no matter what we're studying here, like we are going to do whatever's necessary to understand this material, to understand it. And we're and like that. I think that was kind of ingrained in us at the time. And for sure, I think a, a pretty significant amount of that is kind of, you know, pouring forward or pushing through in terms of the stuff that we're doing right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's necessarily engineering specific because like, uh, everything my wife, like my wife is an accountant, like we have a ton of high performing friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really the the same across the board, regardless of like what they studied is like, when you got to that level where, um, where you had to go to college, you had to get that degree, like you had to learn how to study. Yeah. Um, yeah. Plus, like, I'm 10 plus years into my career right now, right? Yeah. So like in order to get to a certain level in my career, like I had to study on my own to take like the professional engineering exam. 
Like mm-hmm. people had to study on their loans to get on their own, like without like a teacher, without a grade, without any of like the daily assignments to get their CPA. Yeah. You know, like the series seven, like all of that stuff, like you have to learn how to do those things on your own in order to get to a certain level, like to become a real estate agent, you got to learn how to study. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it, everybody who's become like certain level of success, like learns how to be a self-starter to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Not well said, very well said. And just kind of like having this thing that we, that we can kind of continue, um, getting better at and learning from and just see where it, where it takes us is super exciting. So yeah. let me ask this in terms of, you know, where, where you see yourself in a few years, let's say three to five years from now, like the type of work that you're doing, do you see yourself? I mean, you mentioned something that I, I hadn't even thought about. I would love to hear about this. You mentioned something about like people who are more uh, experienced that are teaching and educating. Do you see yourself getting into that space in addition to the, on the, the actual nuts and bolts or where do you kind of see that going? I think I want to do a YouTube channel, uh, but I see it more as advertising okay. um, of my photography services. So like uh, basically growing your brand in general gets your gets more eyes on your brand sure Um, right so like i'd probably do probably do free courses on like free information um i don't really want to get into the educational space in terms of like selling courses and stuff like that Mm -hmm. uh mainly because like i really think there's a barrier to entry to a lot of fields um which is just money like the, the ability to learn things in a in a quick manner mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, it can take you a long time to learn anything if you're just like searching youtube for all the content yeah uh, but then you i've there's a lot of like there's a maternity class that i want to take that's in person it's like four thousand dollars for like three days mm. i'm just like this is kind of crazy yeah uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> like in the, in the i've been to classes that are less expensive than that and i'm always it may be like the level of photography knowledge that I have right now, or whatever the case may be, where I really spend $400 to learn like one or two things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it like those one or two things are worth $400, but it's also kind of annoying to like spend eight hours yeah. to learn, you know, something you could have learned in 30 minutes. So, really you know, cool. I don't know. Not conflicted about that in general. <laughs> I, definitely, I definitely hear you on that. Sometimes I have to kind of catch myself too. Like, obviously time is important and we want to like maximize our time and stuff. But also I kind of overthink it sometimes. And I'm like, yeah. you do that. It, it can often, oftentimes have like a adverse effect, right? If you're thinking too much about it, then time can just kind of just move forward without you even realize what's going on. So right. what's your favorite part about about the shoots that you do do you enjoy seeing people um like the creative side of it do you enjoy kind of the the helping people helping the people that you're shooting like kind of have something that they that they feel happy and proud about or like if you had to pinpoint like the main thing what do you what would you say um so there's like i guess i want to say like two different aspects that i really enjoy is like one um the portraiture where uh I'm taking pictures of like, say like a maternity shoot or a mother daughter shoot, or just like a family portrait that I know can like 
really live in somebody's house for like years. Wow. Um, okay. That's like big for me. And I'm trying to really grow that portion because like that's not even something like that is Instagrammable all of the time. Okay. Um, but like the picture, I didn't even, I mean, there's a picture of my family that uh, like I set up, but like my friend who's a makeup artist took for us okay. um, of me, my wife and Xavier when she's pregnant that like we just printed and we're about to put up that, that like, I love images like that. Mm. Um, and then like I took actually like this picture, this morning, wow. like, um, stuff like that. I really want to like grow. Uh, mm. but then also outside of that, um, the creative stuff, like the, the paint drips and, um some of the more creative shoots like the there's like uh uh glitter bathtub shoots like stuff like that where it's like um a lot of the pre-process of the shoot like making it look as dope as it is in your head yeah like yeah fun yeah. um that so those two are like my big things uh and then just like besides that it's like a really uh beautiful portrait of just like one person by themselves um mm -hmm. and i think that goes back to the first portraiture thing but it's not like really families um but it's just like a really clean great portrait of somebody is is my thing mm -hmm. um there's a lot of like other stuff in there that's kind of fun but like also it's like fleeting mm -hmm. and i feel like those the f those three things like kind of last forever more than, mm -hmm. than the others. That's extremely powerful. I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned that. I, I hadn't even, I hadn't thought about, and you, you mentioned something not being, you know, necessarily Instagrammable for people that follow what you're doing, you know, maybe that's a private picture that other people may not want shared there. So I didn't even realize that that type of shoot that you had opportunity to kind of experience that, but that's a powerful thing, bro. I mean, like the way you said it, a, a family portrait that's going to live in the family's house forever. Um, and it's like, that's, that's really a, that's really a special thing. So I can really see that, that sentimental aspect there um, that, that must be extremely significant. So that's super dope. Being in control of, of the creative process and being able to kind of do whatever I want to do, whatever I feel like might be good and we'll see how it works and stuff. Like and me knowing that I have like a very much like a silly and weird kind of side to me. And I love that type of humor and stuff. I'm like, yo, I need to start making some stuff related to that, like, like sooner than later. And so th there's, I don't know. Have you heard of Eric Andre before the comedian or no, you don't think so. So he's, he's a, he, he has a, um, he has a, a talk show on adult swim on comedy Central, not comedy Central, cartoon network. And uh, it's called the Eric Andre show. And it's a 11 minute show of, it's a spoof talk show kind of thing. Um, but he has real guests come on that only know a little bit about him. And he does all these just outlandish things to make them extremely uncomfortable. I'm gonna send you some clips later so you can check it out. But he does that. He has some stuff like little prank things that he does in the, in, like in, in the street in New York City and stuff. Um, and it's all, it's like an 11 minute show. It's currently my favorite show, period. Like out of everything right now. Like I, I love the show. And it's like, 
four, five, six, seven hours of content that they like, they make so tiny and it's just rapid fire, all this stuff happening. And what I, what I love about it, and I'm sure I'd love to hear your opinion too, is like in, in arts in general, there's a really powerful thing about like being influenced by other people doing things that you enjoyed watching or you enjoyed, you know, seeing the way they move and stuff like that. And so very much like starting to put my own spin, like for example, my YouTube channel, my YouTube channel was created. I think I told you this as well. Henny, the business who who I know, you know, you know, you went to school with it and you don't know, but you you know (laughs) what I'm talking about. And so, yeah, man, like having, having, you know, starting my show that way, it was, it was very similar to his talking head, no guests, just me talking about, you know, whatever I wanted to discuss. But then I'm like, oh, I want to start talking to people. And now I'm like, oh, I want to do a video game vlog for an episode. I want to do random things that just come to my mind. And having that freedom is like, is, is unbelievable. And now it's just kind of going in every direction. And it's so much fun, man. It's super fun. So I, I have a question for you with regards to what you just said. Yeah. With your YouTube channel, like you've grown, your YouTube gr- channel has grown pretty fast. Um, have you seen that all the different things that you post on there? Do you have multiple YouTube channels? Uh, one channel. Okay. Mm-hmm. Does all the different things kind of like hurt your viewership or hurt your uh, subscribers or anything like that? Because like, everybody tells you to niche niche down and mm-hmm. like do one thing um i don't do that in my photography mm-hmm. and who knows if it's hurting or help me uh mm-hmm. but yeah just wanted to yeah it's a great question and yeah th- that's that's probably the thing that i think i struggled with the most when i first started is knowing that i had so many different ideas and trying to figure out which of these ideas can I logically fit in the same bucket in which, you know, cannot, I would say that, um, by far, like the content that most people who subscribe to my channel are there for is anything music related by far. Like that is it unboxing music stuff, talking about apps and all that kind of stuff. Um, the people that I guess I would say know me even before starting the channel, when I have these types of this type of content, when I'm interviewing guests, these types of videos, I, I see that the people that watch these for the most part are people that that know me or know the guests for the most part, right? It's not as much someone who is there for the music. Maybe sometimes they'll tune in for sure. It, like the diehard, the diehard Kevin fans and stuff like that. Um, but what I had to figure out is a couple different things. And I, I still don't, don't necessarily know the full answer, but I do know that when it comes to math and my math tutoring, there was a time when I was like, oh, like, I, and I'm still going to do this eventually, but I wanted to start doing some creative math videos, um, short little things on how to do types of problems that I, I, I've discovered a lot of students struggle with. Now, for me, it was extremely difficult to think of any scenario where my subscriber base who are following me, following me originally for music content would even have a, like watch a second of that, right? It was like, okay, I, I can't even understand how that could work. Um, so that's why I didn't do anything related to that. Then I thought about what kind of opportunities are there to mix music and math? Are there ways for me to put some of my beats in with like a, like a little tutorial on long division or something like that? And that's still, that's still a thought. That's still a thought in my head. But I do think that the stuff that's on the channel right now, um, I've tried very hard to organize the content on the channel to say and if you if you guys like were to check it now it's even more just like here's my music stuff 
here's KL experience. And maybe there's like one more playlist right there on the page. And then underneath there's like, here's other stuff. Here's other stuff that doesn't fall into these buckets, but I still want to make this. And the only thing that that's a little, that's been a little challenging. And I, I, I kind of wish, I actually very much wish that if YouTube had a way to not notify subscribers when you post a certain video, mm. then the people who are there for music, if I wanted to post something that I just wanted to have on my channel, it, everyone who subscribed with that bell icon, they will get a notification. And I felt, I felt like at the time, like, man, if someone is having a good time and then they get a notification that Kevin's thing is up and they're like, wait, I don't care about no photography. Like, I don't care about this. Unsubscribe. I'm done. I don't even care about his music anymore. And I'm, I feel like that could happen from time to time. Uh, but overall, it was just a matter of kind of saying, is it feasible? Does it make some kind of sense to have the content together? Okay. Yeah, definitely a good question, though, man. And even like like thinking about content and repurposing content. And by the way, whenever whenever I was going to say if when, but I know you mentioned you mentioned it, so I'm going to say you probably will do it uh, eventually. Uh, starting the channel, hit me up, man. Like definitely, there's that's something that I've learned. I very much enjoy talking to people about the things that I've learned so far, especially people like you, who I know would take that knowledge, take that information and, and put it into like the next level, the next gear and do, you know, do your own thing with it. So I I would say that like, when we start thinking about, and I I think you mentioned a word, I, I don't know if you said tempered down, but you said something along the lines of some aspects of what you're doing are not maybe as enjoyable as they were when you first started. Now, just kind of thinking of how can I try to do the things that I enjoy doing and not do the things that I that I don't find as fulfilling and trial and error type of a thing. But it's super cool, like being in control of, you know, where the business goes and everything. Yeah. Um, I guess speaking on that, like there's a couple things in photography that I'm just like, I don't do. Uh, even though like I'm not at the point where I make enough money to be a full-time photographer. Like yeah. I don't, I don't want to shoot anybody's event. It is boring. <laughs> I was going to ask uh, about that. Okay. No, I mean, event photography is like, to me at least the, one of the least creative uh, things you could do as a photographer. Okay. You're like, you're literally just taking p- pictures of people with a flash. Like there's no posing. There's no anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like really just like a money maker. Mm-hmm. Um, gotcha. One thing, so like I don't even do it anymore. Like my price to do event photography is high. So if you book me at that price, I'll be happy to do it. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. <laughs> otherwise, like I'm not coming. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not coming. Like, otherwise, gotcha. I, I do have this this thing that I want to build, which I've done like one or a couple times at this point where it's uh kind of like a photo booth but like an actual portrait session at um at an event um so like i'm taking pictures of people like i get to pose them i get to like them so it's like you get like a one minute photo session Mm. Um, and i think the i really like that like so vanity fair does this thing at uh I want to say the Oscars and the Emmys where they photograph everybody who won one after they won it in like this dope room or hotel or whatever. Mm. And like lit really, it's, it's a legit like professional portrait. 
Yeah. Um, so I've done that at a wedding and I've done it at like a gala. And it's really like people get the same experience they would get if they came to me for an hour session, but it's really like one minute each, mm-hmm. you know, or like, I mean, people like shifting groups or whatever. So like, but like you're like, if you came to me by yourself, like you get like a minute, we do a couple photos, mm-hmm. like I'll pose you a couple different ways. There'll be like a good prop or whatever there. Mm. Um, so like the, the couple of times I've done it, it's been a hit and it's like, less of like the party atmosphere than a normal photo booth would be, but it's really like better picture. Like you could print this picture and put it on your wall versus mm-hmm. like the photo booth where it's like maybe a magnet on your refrigerator for a mm-hmm. little while, you know, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's something I, I want to build. Uh, but like, there's like, I don't really like taking pictures. I like, the pictures that I get from taking pictures of babies, but I don't like the experience of taking pictures of babies mm. because babies don't cooperate. You can't tell a baby to smile or close their eyes or turn yeah. their head here. Like I'm talking newborns, right? Yeah. You can't, sure. They don't, they, they're, they're just not, there, right? Yeah. They're they're just they'll, there. yeah. <laughs> they'll cry when you don't want like, so those sessions like can take like four hours. So like, you really have to like kind of be in like your meditative, like, this could you, you take it as it comes like chill yeah and, and this is like a totally different experience because like people really think it could be an hour when it's like this is a baby who isn't trying to do yeah. necessarily what you want them to do I'm just trying to chill yeah. yeah so uh that's something like i don't really do unless it's like a friend or whatever yeah um but yeah so like there's there's definitely things i'm like nah i'm, I'm not that uh, idea that you just mentioned, you know, I- I'll kind of say what I mentioned earlier. Just first of all, I love the idea, first off. And second of all, hearing someone who's passionate about what they're doing and motivated um, to to make things happen and be creative and, and be successful with it. That like just hearing you talk about that is is inspiring to me. It's like, OK, so you're you're you. It's not surprising, right? I know I know that how much effort you're putting in and, and all that, but like just kind of hearing it and saying like this sounds like a like a legitimate dope idea that you've tried a few times and you kind of did a small little market test type thing to see how people like it. Um, I love it, man. I think that's super dope. So we're gonna change gears a little bit. I want to talk a little bit, um, like a couple more questions for you, and then I'll let you go because I know you're a family man. You're a father of two now, man. Father yeah. of two, like, come on, man, that's crazy. How how is fatherhood going for you, by the way? Like, you, you embracing it? I, I've seen some of the videos that your wife posts, which are super dope, and I enjoy them. Fatherhood in general is great. It's it's always a wild experience as you like realize how much your life has changed. Like yeah. when you think back to like when you were a kid, and then you're like, okay, I'm doing the stuff that I thought I would do as a kid. Yeah. Um, raising a kid is kind of crazy because like obviously like they have their own mind and they want to do their own thing uh and it's really like you never know what the right answer is when they like let's say that he writes on the wall it's like 
I'm really mad at you right now. And I don't really know like the best way to discipline you <laughs> to like make you not do this again. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's it's all like a learning experience, but it's it's been great so far. Hey man, I'm glad to hear that. So let me ask this question, right? We're we're talking to people who are just into what they're doing and excited about the future of it. If you had a chance to put uh, a billboard up somewhere and have the billboard say anything that you wanted it to say, uh, what do you think you would want to put on a billboard? Find a way to do the things you love more. Life gets away from you, right? Like, so um, we all have jobs, we have hobbies, whatever. And like, how much of your time do you really spend doing things that you like doing? Uh, I think people think that money will get them there or mm. like they have to work really hard all the time to do whatever. Um, and I think that's part of the main reason, like I want to transfer out of engineering into photography. Mm-hmm. It's Cause like, if I can, I'd rather make good money doing something that I enjoy mm-hmm. than make good money doing something that like I really don't care that much about mm-hmm. like theoretically my job is uh enjoyable in terms of like it's for the public good and like all those uh things you can think about but like on a day-to-day basis is like really boring mm-hmm. um like it's pretty mundane so like i think that's part of like our, both of our transfers is like trying to find ways to to enjoy the 80% of your time more. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think part of that is always uh, tied to finances and like trying to figure out how you can make money doing these things or how you can live more within your means or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Or like sacrificing, sacrificing your time for five years in order to live better for 15. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's really what like, it's hard to explain this to like 18 year olds, but like who don't want to go to college, but like college really um, in a lot of instances really like catapults your earning potential. Mm -hmm. Like uh, I had a conversation with um, uh, the guy who like painted my house. Right. And his, his nephew is like going to school for engineering, but he doesn't want to do it anymore. He wants to become a tradesman, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, <laughs> he and the my painter, who also is in like a trade as a day job, mm-hmm. was he's trying to like explain t- to his nephew the same thing I'm trying to explain to him is like, I really like don't do manual labor. Like I watch people work all day, mm-hmm. more or less, mm-hmm. right? Um, Whereas, like, he goes to work and, like, he's exhausted, like, physically by the time he gets off work every day. Right. right. You know what I mean? And then, like, for him to make more money, he has to become more exhausted physically every day to to get to a higher level, you know, to get more money out of his job. Yeah. Um, so I think, like, yeah, like, going back, like, figuring out how if I could have figured out photography at 18 and then like gone down that path and whatever, and that worked out or whatever, I don't know. Um, but just finding something that really like makes you happy mm-hmm. um, for like 
most of your time. Bro, that definitely spoke to me. I mean, just imagine the person who maybe maybe knows that in the back of their mind, but needs that reminder, right? And are just trying to figure out why is it that in their life right now at this moment that they're not happy or that they don't have fulfillment or that they just not in a good place, right? Seeing something like that. And I love how you said that, yeah, it, it oftentimes can can be and oftentimes is tied to um, tied to finances, right? To, in order to be able to say, how can I, how can I make this happen? But, you know, you didn't say, you didn't say try to find, you know, a significant more time to do the things that make you happy. You said find more time to do the things that make you happy, which means even if you don't have the ability to make a drastic change from your professional career, whatever the case is, you know, what about a 5% increase of whatever that thing is like that, that would have a, a very, very significant impact. So I love that. So thank you for sharing that, bro. Next question. We're talking about music, dream concert, five artists, living or dead, that you're going to. Who's going to be at your dream concert? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I would have loved to be to have been at the Beyonce Coachella concert. Okay, uh, I think that was a dope performance. Uh, I've heard, I mean, Michael Jackson. I have no experience with his concerts, but. Uh, he's a dope performer, so I would definitely pick him. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have liked to go to a Kanye concert. Mm-hmm. I went to watch Watch the Throne, and I've heard like I think it was like Glow in the Dark was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I've okay. I mean, I've been to like you may not even know who she is. This Alice Smith. Um, I don't. I've been to her shows, and she always has. Uh, really like smaller concerts, um, and I really love that experience. Which you you can't get with someone who's who's huge anymore, right? Like yeah. so, like uh, I think that's like something. Like let's say like I'm not a huge Sade person, mm-hmm. or uh, but like that type of experience with someone like her, mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Like, like I'm not big into blues either, or like I don't know what Billie Holiday's category actually is, but like mm-hmm. something like that where it's really like the performances that you see in the like Motown movies, mm-hmm. where it's like just like a small, intimate, dark club type of yeah. vibe. Yeah. Like yeah. if I could be transported into one of those scenes, that would be dope. That would be real cool. Yeah, yeah. As an engineer, we know we don't have that ability yet, but maybe sometime in the future, right? We could just all <laughs> transfer ourselves to some old time like that. One thing that I think is a good topic for both of us in general, in terms of business and is networking um, and growing your business from like, you can have all the technical expertise and then you still have to find clients. Mm. Um, yeah, which is something as an engineer I struggle with, but we don't need to go into that because that's like a whole long topic. Yeah, yeah, maybe that that could be a jumping jumping off point for next time because that that that's related to what I've heard all the time uh, when I was in corporate, and I'm sure you've heard um, quite often as well, just about the people that you know and how important it is to know the right people. There was a thing that I did on one of my very early, very first episodes, like I think episode three or four. 
and I talked about this thing called the PI model, where it talked about how there should be three for PIE, there should be like three different aspects of what you're focusing on when you're first starting out in a company as an intern or full-time employee. One of them was P for performance, like how well are you at doing your actual job? The other one is I for image, which is how do people see you? You know, are you seen as someone who's easy to work with, who's fun to be around? Or are you seen as someone who people are just mad at the, at the sight of you, you know? And that's an exaggeration, but yes. And then E is exposure. E is exposure in terms of like, do the important people that need to know who you are, do they know you? And I talk about how when you're, and I, 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 as, I'm, as I'm thinking, as I'm about to say this, I think it's extremely relatable to, to even in this space right here, um, which is to say when you're first starting out, your performance should be the most important thing that you're focusing on. You should not necessarily be thinking about you know, as a new hire, like, oh, I need to know this, this ED and this, you know, ED executive director. I don't know if you, mm-hmm. but all, all that kind of stuff. Or, you know, and then eventually once you have a foundation, once people know, oh yeah, he, he knows what he's doing. He's reliable. He or she is reliable. Then you say, okay, I'm going to, cont- I'm not going to go, you know, like go necessarily need to feel like I need to go above and beyond for the performance. I'm just going to continue doing what I'm doing, but now I need to make sure that the right people know me. I think that's super relatable to what we're, what we're talking about now, because think of it for a second. Like I'm thinking about how I've, I've reached out to, you know, like, like, like a slow wave of reaching out to people that I know. And then now people that I have no idea who they are aside from this, the Instagram world. And I'm, I'm not going to necessarily expect someone with a crazy following to look at my account when I first started and say, oh yeah, this per I, I, I'm, I'm going to set some time out to be on KL experience when I have, you know, like a very small platform, but now that it's starting to grow. And now that, you know, I think I'm starting to build some momentum here. It's, it's more clear for people, I think, right. It's more clear for people when I reach out to them that this is very much a, a, a beneficial thing for both parties involved. And I think that's like the main thing that's that's exciting to me is like thinking of the engineering term and thinking about how, okay, I I hate thinking about followers and all that stuff so much, but there is a significance to it, right? When when I first start my Instagram and I have a very small following there, for people who don't know me, this is going to be harder to get them to buy in necessarily. But now that that's starting to grow, now I can reach out to people who are around the same space and a little bit higher, you know, maybe as I have done. And I have some people coming on that are that that I would love for. I mean, maybe even us to do a, a three way episode one day because I have someone who's a modeling a head of a modeling agency coming on. And one of her clients who I'm close friends with, Jess is close friends with, her name is Sharmeka. I had mm-hmm. Sharmeka on a, and you you would have met her at least once, I'm sure, at one of our parties or something. But I, she, watched, I watched them. Uh, you watched them. Okay. Okay. So, you know, yeah. So, you, so yeah, you, you're a true supporter right there. I appreciate you. Um, her modeling agency, uh, I reached out to, to the, the head there and she's super excited to come on. She's, she's watched the episode. It's just, yeah, man, just doing, just learning, doing your best and putting out positive energy and um and just continuing to grow and learn and it's 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 the most fun thing and even like talking to Jess now and and knowing how how inspiring it is to have a thing that you that you're working on and that you're growing and that you're enjoying and you're passionate about now with with my wife with Jess and and this this plant passion that she has that started not too long ago Mm -hmm. but 
you know, she's she's so excited about sharing it. And and now, you know, like seeing the things that I used to do when I first started, like, oh, you know, I want to film, I want to take a, a video of me doing this here or take a picture because I'm here. Cause I and I I'm just it's like it's like so really exciting, exciting, especially for someone as close as my wife to see her kind of sharing this same level of, of energy and excitement. I'm like, this is the start of something dope. And I'm I might who knows, I might even have her on an episode too. I mean, of course, of course, I have to have her. Of course. <laughs> hey, what's going on, my friend? Yeah, well, appreciate you popping in. I wish we could see you guys in person, but definitely soon. Yeah. All right. So I want to wrap up. Um, I want to first give you an opportunity to, to share with my uh, audience how they could check out some of your awesome work. So uh, my website is Manly Photography, M-A-N-L-E-Y photography.com. Uh, my Instagram is Manly Photography. Uh, those are the two best places to find me. I mean, I am some other places, but definitely like very low presence. Uh, <laughs> <I got laughs> so those are, yeah, those are definitely the two place, best places. And Instagram is always going to have uh, the latest work. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. I, I like that too. It's funny you mentioned that because I, I could relate to that having links to other platforms that I just don't spend time on really at all. Yeah. And then if someone happens to go, they're like, wait, that, this, this guy, this guy ain't about anything over here. What's <laughs> yeah, it sound like he was doing all this stuff and then he go there. You got no kind of presence there. Yeah, no, don't, don't go there. anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Well, man, this was um, just really another great episode. Um, I, I'm there's, there's many reasons this was a great episode. You know, the two towards the top of the list are that, well, three, that I just enjoyed the conversation connecting with you again. Um, it was extremely informative too, just to kind of learn a little bit more about the insights of, um, you know, your process and the reasons why you like the things that you do like uh, related to photography and conversely, why you dislike the other aspects, which is, which is definitely helpful to hear. And then also, I mean, bro, this is, this is a clean look you got there. This is a clean look. Your look right now, this is clean. And it inspired me because now I'm thinking like, obviously you, like you're looking at me here and you're like, like Kev, like this is a little weak here. What do you got going on? You got the door there. You got this, you got, I'm looking up here. I'm like, oh, I'm like, there it is. Like it looks clean up there. So it's, it's going to be a, a dope, like really nice looking episodes. I'm very excited for that. It's going to make all the other ones in terms of the visual aspect, like um, just pale in comparison, but that that's okay. I mean, I, like I said earlier, I would have expected nothing, nothing less from you, man. Well, so I do. I like your background um, in terms of the frames and everything. So, like, I mean, my background is blurry. So, like, you can't really. It's a. It's messy. Mm -hmm. But one thing uh, I kind of want to show. Yeah. Since you're into this, is like so. I just have my camera set up on this little tripod mount that's attached to my monitor setup. Okay. It's, it's basically like the videos I sent you a while back. Yep. And then this one light is lighting me. So I like this is very much how I shoot my pictures in terms of uh, I want to say it's Rembrandt lighting where the light is usually like on a three quarter degree uh, angle. Got you from the camp from the subject. Uh, Got you. Which I think gives like some shadow on this side. I yeah. could have added some lights in the background, but I didn't really think it was necessary. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then I'm just using, since I'm using my camera, like 
I can use a really low f stop and get the blurry background. Got you, got you. That that's super helpful to hear. <laughs> I I um I know about the bare basics of like not having light behind, like bright light right behind you, like we're yeah. taking pictures in the sun and all that. And so, so I've been experimenting, you know, I didn't know the name of uh, Rembrandt lighting, that three quarter thing. That's how I have mine set right now. Um, sometimes I have it right behind the camera and very much so I, I could relate to what you're talking about, how it gives it like even there, yeah, looking at you there and then even looking up here just to see, I, I really like uh, the look there and just to switch things up, you know, mm -hmm. just, yeah, very appreciative of you hopping on man again. And, uh, hope you have a wonderful rest of the night and I'm looking forward to sharing this with, uh, with our audiences. Thanks. You too. All right. Take care, man.